Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 119 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to have some therapy about our recent college football humbling that we've both experienced at the hands of the Alabama Crimson Tide and the University of Kentucky Wildcats. We're going to talk about our kids and this particular phase of life and why it is so stinking fun. We're also going to talk about some books and some things Melanie's found that she thinks are cute for fall. Just a whole hodgepodge of content for your enjoyment. Before we get to all of that, though, there are a couple of things I want to tell you about. Here's the first one. This time of year can feel super hectic. It's not that it's a bad thing. It's just a reality. We've got work. We've got school. We've got practices. We've got games plus all the family things that are going on this time of year. And one thing I have realized is that if there's a way to simplify or a way to be better organized, it helps the whole family function just a little bit better. And that is where PrepDish comes in. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. When you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list, with a grocery list, and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. If you like to eat gluten-free, this will work for you. If you like to eat paleo, this will work for you too. And after a couple of hours of prepping on the weekend, you'll have all of your meals ready for the entire week. So what that would mean this week is that you would have sheet pan baked turkey and sweet potatoes and carrots ready to go. Or you would have shrimp stir fry with sesame almond quinoa ready to go. It's such a help and so good for your sanity. Even better, the founder of Prep Dish, Allison, is offering listeners of the Big Boo Cast a free two-week trial. So you can try it out. You cannot beat that. So check out PrepDish.com slash Big Boo for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash Big Boo for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. Alrighty, here's the second thing. Another thing about this time of year is that everybody needs new clothes. People need new pants, they need new shorts, they need new shoes, and it can get super expensive super fast. Well, I'm about to tell you a way where instead of buying things new, you can shop from millions of closets across America, and that is Poshmark. All you have to do to shop on Poshmark is to download the free Poshmark app. They carry clothes for women and men and kids, and they have tons of brands to shop from. You can shop from Banana Republic or Free People or Old Navy, whatever your favorites happen to be, and you won't believe the deals that you'll find on Poshmark. You might find a pair of running shoes that you've had your eye on and the brand that you love for half off, or you might find a free people shirt that you've seen on the website for a third of the price that you pay in the store. It's the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. And that's the other thing about Poshmark. If you want to clean out your kids' closets or you want to clean out your closet, this is a really great, easy way for you to be able to sell those items. Shipping is easy for both the seller and the buyer. It's super fast. And if you see something that you want, you can make the seller an offer. So after you download the Poshmark app, you can get $5 off your first purchase just by entering the referral code BIGBOO when you sign up. That's referral code BIGBOO when you sign up. $5 off your first Poshmark purchase. Can't beat it. Alrighty, y'all. As always, we are so glad you're here. And remember, if you're here, you're home. We hope y'all enjoy episode 119. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And we have officially endured our football season humiliation and humbling of 2018. Yes, we have. It was a good, here's what I'm going to say. It was the best three okay. weeks to start the season. It was mm-hmm. It was the best three weeks. And, and I will say that at least on my end, I don't feel like, I mean, I, 
I'm always a f- football optimist until I have reason to not be. And I felt right. like the fact that the Aggies played Clemson within two points made me feel perhaps more optimistic about the Alabama game <laughs> than what I should have. Um, but right. but to me, I, I found some solace in here. Here's how you know how good Alabama is when after the game, I'm like, you know, in the whole scheme of things, we didn't let them score 50 points. And mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. feels like a victory. It also tells me that I'm going to go ahead and make this call right now. Not only is Alabama going to win it all, I think they're going to demolish Clemson if they play them head to head. I think they're going to demolish everybody is what I think. They are incredibly good. They're they're an unbelievably fine football team. They are unbelievably good. And you just, mm-hmm. I mean, God bless the Aggies. I mean, I, st- I believe in Jimbo. And, you know, and here's what made me mad is I felt like after the game, there was some gloom and doom on the Tex Ags board where mm-hmm. people were like, same old team. This is the same old thing. And I'm like, okay, you can't expect, Nick Saban went seven and six his first year at Alabama. And I'm like, you can't go in. Rocky Balboa could not go in and beat Ivan Drago before he spent that time in Siberia lifting that wheelbarrow full of rocks. You know what so I'm saying? That's, so that's where we're taking it. We're, yeah. we're taking it. <laughs> that's okay. where we're going. That's where we're going. Okay. That's okay. where we're going. That mm-hmm. little ant couldn't eat that rubber tree plant is what <laughs> I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that that's it. Now, I felt for you because I felt like your game – is the kind that like you were, I'm sure you were a little fr- afraid of it before it happened because I feel like everybody's was, aware Kentucky's a new, a new Kentucky this year. Yeah. I would, no, I mean, I was very aware. I had a terrible feeling about the game before we played it. <laughs> uh, I really, I really did. I had a terrible feeling about it. I, I, sp- I spoke in Atlanta Friday morning and I mean, Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. And mm-hmm. so on the way home, I called my sister. We both had an awful feeling about the game, <laughs> knowing, knowing that Kentucky was good. I mean, you know, yeah. that they were not, it was, that it was going to be a tough game. And I'm going to tell you, and I, I mean, no disrespect to the, the Kentucky fans because I mean, they, they have a, a great team, but that's the weirdest place to play a football game I've ever visited <laughs> in my life. I mean, like, it's just a weird vibe in there. I don't know how to explain it. I don't mean it's weird like it's bad. I just mean like it's something about it feels off when you're a visitor. Like okay. it just maybe maybe okay. it's because you don't have or you haven't had in the past the the same level of enthusiasm for football that you have for basketball. Yes. And so it's not even like you would go into an environment where it like the fans are super hyped up for the game now I don't I don't think that was the case at all this past week I think they were hyped the up. fan the crowd was really loud okay. and, but but when I when I visited there several years ago that was not necessarily the case and so like to go in and to play there it's like well we're why is it's not loud you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like it just it feels a little off so I so I think that this past weekend sure, the crowd was a huge factor they were amazing yes uh, but but we had 16 penalties yeah that'll and, kill you and like and so there's a part of me that thinks if we're gonna have 16 penalties like we don't deserve to win that game I don't care what happens yeah. like you you don't you don't, there's no reason to have 16 penalties in a football game yeah so you know I think they'll bounce back or whatever but you want to talk about like some some straight up meltdowns Yo, uh-huh. on message boards on social media like it was not uh-huh. not pretty uh-huh. but when we couldn't seem to get the ball moving the first half I thought oh this is this is going to get ugly yeah. this is yeah yeah it's just well it's 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 one of those things that I feel like Kentucky was kind of an unknown entity coming into this season and I still think it's a little unknown because it's are they really Mm -hmm. that good or did y'all make 16 penalties you know what I mean like I think I think there's an unknown and there's certain things it was like the Aggies I mean if you're going to throw an interception your second play of the entire game against Alabama that doesn't really bode well for the I mean you can't give them that you know what I'm saying like just the 16 penalties is is just bad, but is that nerves and, you know, I believe y'all will get that worked out and it's all going to be fine. Well, I thought yesterday, yes, well, I, I mean, I just thought, well, somewhere on some realm of this planet, number 41 still coming around the end and knocking down <laughs> Nick Fitzgerald. Like he just all night 
it was just all night 41 coming around and taking down Nick Fitzgerald. It was, it was crazy. And so, um, but you know, I mean, I, 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 Coach Moorhead didn't seem too, too flustered by it. And I think he would let anybody know, but um, I think the team will try to correct, but mm, to play Florida this weekend, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to tell you that's going to go. Yeah. But here's the thing. If y'all can't get fired up to play Florida and Dan Mullen, then I'm afraid this season is a wash for you. I mean, like there should be no game where you have more incentive to go in and beat somebody than, than this game. And it's Mm -hmm. at your home field and I just, I find mm-hmm. it hard to believe that you're not going to be up for that game. I do too. But I, but I'll tell you one thing, if we have 16 penalties again, we're not going to be yeah. them. Yeah. So, so I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that that's going to get ironed out this yeah. week. Well, hopefully in practice, we're going to, there'll be some talks about penalties and the importance of, I mean, that was, I was hoping maybe in practice this week, we could figure out maybe our secondary situation. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Hey, maybe let's, let's figure out how to like actually wrap up a tackle. Let's not try to go for tackles that are going to make the highlight reel. Let's actually try to get somebody down on the ground, you know, like maybe Mm -hmm. not give somebody another eight yards after you should have had them back at the 35 yard line. That's, that was just a, a, you know, an observation I had from our game. Well, and I know you texted me at one point during y'all's game, that you were frustrated again, as always, you're frustrated by the the nebulous nature of targeting. Um, I I know that that's I a, can't mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. the targeting to me is such a BS call, and they need to figure it out. There needs to be you need to they may need to make a decision across the board because some things get called targeting and other things don't. Donovan Wilson, I'm like okay, but what if the offensive player has also put his head down, and then how are you supposed to tackle? And that felt like that felt like some Alabama home cooking I'm gonna be honest with you it was it was not as bad now here's the thing I'm gonna say it wasn't as egregious as the DeShazer targeting call but it was which you can't you can't mention the DeShazer Everett targeting call without using the word no. egregious I feel like, like they go hand in hand it's always they, it's always it egregious. Every always. time they go hand in mm-hmm. hand. But I do think they need to figure out if you're going to do the targeting call, I think you've got to figure out across the board what constitutes targeting and you've got to call it the same across games. Because I think it's hard for the players to be coached on how to tackle when different refs are going to call it different ways. Yeah. Well, State had a roughing the passer penalty that in the second half against Kentucky that I thought mm-hmm. was garbage. Because which led to there was an NFL call on Sunday that was roughing the passer that everybody yes. thought was garbage. And t- today I saw something on social media where it, somebody had done a little <laughs> video that was like the evolution of the roughing the passer call. Did I you saw, see it? So this is how you now sack a quarterback in the NFL, that one? Yes. And well, there was one that was like, this is how you now sack a quarterback. And it was somebody yes. going and lifting up the other person and laying them gently yes. on the ground. This one was... This one was um, the quarterback rolls back, sits down in a chair, and um, the defender goes and hits his knee with his hand. And then there's a ref Thank throwing you. a flag. And then there, there, I mean, it was you know, it was a funny little, a funny little parody about it. But it is a like, I mean, are we gonna allow sacks, or are we just gonna call it roughing the passer? And there's some. Like in the NFL, there's something about the, if a certain percentage of the defender's body weight is, I mean, like, I don't even know how, I don't know what metric you're going to use to figure that out in the middle of a game. Here's my whole thing. If you are a little boy and you grow up dreaming of playing football, guess what you know? It's a violent sport. People get hit hard. You get tackled. That's why you wear all those pads. That's why you have a helmet. It's a violent sport. So here's the thing. If you don't want to get tackled, then go play baseball, then go play golf, then go play another sport. Mm. But if you're going to grow up and you're going to play football, then getting hit is part of it. So just keep the sport the way that it is. Don't mess it up. Well, the the state fans were were, were unhappy with the some of the officiating at the, and, and you know, my daddy was a, yes. was a football official my whole life. I'm never really one to I mean, you, it's like I tell Alex all the time, you gotta, you gotta just win. Like, it doesn't matter. You're always going to have bad calls. People are human. They're Mm -hmm. not going to always get it right. But it seemed like it was a weekend of a lot of frustration as as far as officiating goes. And I think that that's part of it is because of the things that we are used to seeing, like the, or the things that we've seen all our lives in football, suddenly it's a flag. Yeah, that's it. 
and it's, I just think that makes it difficult. Mm -hmm. Like just figure out, like, just figure out the targeting, just make it, make it the same across the board. That's all I'm saying. So, so how do y'all play this week? Oh, I'm going to tell you, our game starts at 11 and it's going to last till six because we're playing Arkansas. So my whole Saturday is going to be that stupid game. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's an 11 o'clock game, which I hate an 11 o'clock game. First of all, I do. Um, it's in Dallas, which I hate playing that game in Dallas and we're playing Arkansas, which I hate playing Arkansas. So basically this weekend is going to be pure torture. So I'm going to sit, I'm going to be like the lady on the Titanic. I'm going to be like, I remember when I was young, when this game started (laughs) and now we're in quadruple overtime. That's That's like, I'm telling you. State's game against Stephen F. Austin. I yeah. said I was 58 when that thing was over. Yeah. Alex had started graduate school. Well, that's right. He is married and had kids. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's how this weekend's going to feel. So that's what we have. We have Arkansas. So we're on a three game. We have Arkansas, then we have Kentucky, and then we have, oh gosh, maybe Auburn, and then we have a bye, and then we're off. And then y'all have a... Yeah, yeah. Well, now, what do y'all have? What do y'all, who do y'all have this weekend? We have Florida this weekend. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. delightful. Mm-hmm. And then we have what Auburn. time is that game? It's at five, I think. Okay. Are you going? No, I've got to write. And so <laughs> here's like, my look. Fast forward to Saturday morning when Sophie sends me a text and says, Well, Daff and I are headed to the game. Daff uh-huh. had some tickets. On the way to Starkville. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, no. but as of now, we're going with no, you're not going. Yeah, here's why I think I'm not going. It's because when I went to the the game, the Stephen F. Austin game, I was exhausted the next day. So it was not like I lost it because it's still so hot. Yeah. So I, it's not like I just lose one day. I, lo- I really lost two uh-huh. days. So I really, I'm going to try to, I don't want to, and with the game being at five, like I could really write all day Saturday and then watch it. So I really am not going. I really am not going. All right. I respect Um, that. Okay. So here's what, here's what we've got happening. We have, um, we have Florida this weekend. Then we have Auburn. Then we have a bye. Then we have LSU Mm. in, in Baton Rouge. Thank you. Yikes. And then and then we have y'all. Okay. So it's really it's a it's a, a, a really easy four day yes. stretch. It should be it should be invigorating yes. for our players. Yes. But here's how I'm consoling myself. Everybody in the SEC West at this point, at best, we're playing for second place. Nobody's going to beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody is. And it, and right. frankly, I'm going to tell you something. It ticks me off. Like, I'm tired of Alabama. I'm tired of them being so good. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the whole thing. It's Who are you talking well, to, I, sister? It's boring. I'm, it's so oh. boring. So I just would like to have a little variety in my college football. But apparently that is not to be until Saban retires at some point. Listen, Alex, yesterday, well, or, or whatever day it was, he had a project due in his geometry class. Yes. And he, he he thought he had taken a piece of poster board to school last week. And anyway, he, he um, but he couldn't find it. And somebody last year left in my office a yard sign that said, um, like, Tide Pride or something on it. Mm-hmm. Like it was, or, or Tide Bound or something. That they were supposed to put in their yard to indicate that they were going to Alabama in the fall. Uh, and they left it in there. And so finally I was like, just use that. Just take it, <laughs> flip it over and use that. And so <laughs> we got so tickled when he got everything on there. And then you flip it to the other side. And it's like tied pride, <laughs> tied bound. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so, I so appreciate my friends who love the Crimson Tide. But I, I have had the tide up to here. Yes. Um, it, it's a lot when you live here. Yes. I, a lot. I can only, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine I, based on, you know, I put up an Instagram post this Saturday, just about feeling optimistic about the Aggies and, you know, some of it's tongue in cheek. I don't know if I felt as optimistic as I pretended that I did, but, uh, still, but I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of RTR going on in that post RTR. RTR, and I'm like I get it I get it we all get it whatever but at some point you just feel like the kid at the playground that's kicking sand in the rest of our faces so why don't you stop that's that's it that's all I'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah at some point 
maybe like when I no longer need to stay in any kind of professional good standing, (laughs) I will... I will share all my feelings. Yes. I will share yes, all my feelings. I know. Well, and it's hard when you live in the state. It is. And I, I really, like, I so appreciate the tradition. I really yes. do. And I think Nick, I think Nick Saban is a genius. Yes, absolutely he is. And he works hard. And he works his team hard. And he has built a dynasty. And so mm-hmm. congratulations. Caduce to him. I'm just saying it gets tiring. Oh, that's not even what the sign said. The sign said Bama uh, Bound. Bama Bound on the back of Alex's geometry <laughs> project. That's what it was. Bama Bound. So, anyway, it's a great school. He's a great coach. I loathe that stadium with the, the fury of a thousand mm-hmm. suns. I will never mm-hmm. return. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. and- and I don't think anybody's going to be in. Yeah, that's that's a little bit how I feel. And, it, and it, my feelings have subsided a little bit because we don't play them anymore. But like even like, the, you know, how I feel about the Longhorns and like the fact that they won. So they beat uh, what is now we know a terrible USC team. And then they built, built uh, beat who I also believe is a terrible TCU team this year. But somehow magically they go from not being ranked to number 17 in the AP poll. And mm-hmm. I just have a lot of thoughts about that. So mm-hmm. again, when you are no longer worried about remaining in any sort of professional good standing, you yes, can share all those exactly, thoughts. Exactly. So mm-hmm. anyway, so there you have it. When the Lord has finished with our sanctification process. <sighs> yes, Lord. So anyway, yeah. So that was, that was okay, our football so weekend. Here's the other thing that I've seen um, this week that I feel like you've probably seen too. What? Is that our, our friend from Southern Charm. Thomas Ravenel was oh, arrested. I no, I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was arrested. Well, I mean, I, are we shocked? Is anybody shocked? No, I was not surprised, but it made me sad mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, and they've said like that he's no longer going to be on this, yeah, this show. He's no longer going to be on Southern yeah. Charm. But he was arrested on an assault and battery mm-hmm. charge. And I don't know if that is necessarily i mean i'm assuming it's connected yeah to to the investigation that they had um but I, it's oh. really sad like i just i hate i don't know well you just hate, I hate it he's, for him. he's got young kids and you know and all that stuff mm-hmm. and you hate that he couldn't but i'm going to say that we saw some signs on that show that he apparently had a little bit of an anger problem yes we uh-huh. did uh-huh. so i guess we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens with that. Okay. Um, okay. Listen, I'm going to tell you, anyway, Catherine yeah. Dennis has never looked better. I've been following her on Instagram and she just looks like a million bucks. Okay. I don't follow well, her on, on she's the Instagram. Worth it. Listen, she's been, I'm gonna open she's been right on some now. vacations. She has been. And then did you see, I know some people sent us, did you see uh, Pat that she was during the hurricane, she was out there with Michael serving some drinks on the beach and stuff. Did you see some of that stuff, Patricia? No, I didn't see uh, that. No. She was out during the hurricane. She was she was serving some drinks with the Weather Channel folks. Um, yeah, she was out there just with Michael, giving her drinks, reporting on the Weather Channel. She sure was. Was she wearing a caftan? She was not. She was wearing a very sensible, like, kind of black top with black pants. I mean, now, she was still dressed up a lot more. I mean, if you found me in the midst of a hurricane and they interviewed me on the news, they would say, hey... <laughs> I didn't know that they made sweatpants that look that bad. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I would so, be like, so sure that's a t-shirt as much as it's just a rag. Mm-hmm. They'd say, hey, maybe that girl, you would think she'd want to put a bra on before she's interviewed on the Weather Channel. So she looked a lot more together than I would have in the midst of a hurricane. But she did not have on a caftan. But I would assume it'd be a little drafty to have on a caftan in a hurricane. Well, I would think so. I think it'd be a little hard to move around. Well, Yeah. Yeah, it would kind of go. Not it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, Thomas Ravenel. So he's off the show. Now, what else? What else do y'all have going on? Well, no. I mean, we're still just in the throes of football season. I, I told you earlier that yes. uh, Alex's last two games have actually been canceled. The one last week okay. was canceled because of the other team, and then the one this week was canceled because of the weather. So this is, this is all cooperated mm. very nicely with his recovery because I don't know that I've mentioned it on the podcast. You know this from real life, but he had a, a very unfortunate injury several weeks ago. 
when he um, he dropped a weight on his foot in the um, when he was in workouts and um, pretty much did a number on his toenail on his big toe. Mm. And so mm. the trainer removed his big toenail. Um, there, oh, it makes me cringe. I know, I know there at school. Um, but then we had to go. Well, we thought he needed stitches. And so we went down to the little freestanding emergency room, but he did not, in fact, need stitches. They just said, because it's a long story. It's boring. Nobody really cares. But it was a it was a very involved like it was it was a kind of a five day saga with the wrapping of the toenail. And a friend of ours let us borrow a a, a, what do you call that? It was like not a a surgery shoot so that he could hobble around a little bit better. So he missed about 10 days of football as a result of his unfortunate toenail situation. But now he seems to be back in, in good work in order. He's okay. he shot a toenail, but he's, he's not, he's not in any kind of pain or discomfort. So. Okay. That's good. That's good. We also, we had the saga of the missing toenail this summer. Um, ours did not happen as dramatic of a fashion as Alex's, but we did lose a toenail and Caroline went with a friend on Saturday and got her first pedicure since that incident. And I was so pleased with how pretty her feet now look. Because <laughs> And tell you that soccer girl feet. We spent all summer with that missing toenail. And I was like, this just really is unfortunate during sandal season. So um, they're back to looking like girl feet. So um, yeah, but we've had the same. We were supposed to have two soccer games this weekend and they were both canceled because of the rain. Um, and then like last week for the last two weeks, we haven't really even had practice, but she, you know, she's getting over her back being hurt. And so it really, the timing has right. been good because it's kind of allowed her to fully recover. Um, so we're supposed to have, well, she's got practice of course this week cause it has not rained. And then we're supposed to have a game on Sunday. So, um, well, I don't think the, the game, the, well, the game from this week, I think that will reschedule, but the game from last week, I think is kind of a wash. So okay. I don't know, you know, it's weird. Like this whole ninth grade sports situation is, is different because yeah. it's a little more, I don't know. It's a, it, it's a little less structured than junior high and a little less structured than, than varsity. Yeah. So in a way it kind of makes it more fun to me yeah. because they just, they really just, they're just like, they're, they're having a ball. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, like the, the games, it feels like sometimes they happen. Sometimes they don't happen. Yeah. We just sort of roll with whatever that happens yeah. to be. Cause there's not really even a, if y'all's are like ours, like at that level, there's not like a district championship necessarily yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're just playing. Yeah. So, um, you're just playing different ninth grade teams from around town. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's how our ninth grade sports are. So, um, Yeah. So that's, yeah, we're kind of, so school, we of course have not started any school sports and then, but the club soccer will have to be made up at some point. So I don't know when that's going to happen. So, um, as usual, I won't be able to plan my fall because they'll spring those games on us at some point and I don't know when that's going to be. Hey everybody, it's me all by myself in the middle of the podcast with two things that I want to tell you. Here's the first one. Melanie and I both love it when we find companies that solve pesky little tasks or problems that we all have. And one that I have tried recently is called Simple Contacts. It is a total game changer for anybody who wears contact lenses. If you wear contacts, then you know how annoying it is to have to get a prescription year after year just to be able to buy more contacts. Well, Simple Contacts is changing all of that by using technology to make renewing your prescription and buying contacts super simple. Here's how it works. Using your phone or computer, you can take the Simple Contacts vision test in five minutes from literally anywhere, from an airport, if that's your thing, in your office, in your bedroom, and then a real doctor reviews your test within 24 hours and writes you a new prescription. And before you know it, a fresh supply of your brand new lenses is on the way to your door. So you don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to sit in a waiting room. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to wherever you are, whenever you need it. And if you have an unexpired prescription, you just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price. They do all the hard work for you. I first tried Simple Contacts several months ago. I took the test right here in my office. It was as easy as they said it would be. 
and my contacts are here within days. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses and their prices are unbeatable. The prescription is just $20. The contact lens prices are low and shipping is free. And best of all, our Big Boobcast listeners get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. So to save $20 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash bigboo20. That's B-I-G-B-O-O-2-0 or enter the code BIGBOO20 at checkout. I want to be sure to mention that this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. I actually have one of those this week. You still need to make sure you get that, but this is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Again, check out Simple Contacts and get $20 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash BigBoo20, B-I-G-B-O-O-2-0, or just enter the code BigBoo20 at checkout. Give it a try and thank me later. Here's the second thing I want to tell you about. Fab Fit Fun. Y'all, listen. I dare say that a Fab Fit Fun box subscription is a highlight in 2018. It is such a delight to receive in the mail. You get them four times a year. Every single time it's like Christmas. This last box that I received, the fall box, y'all, I would not open it in the presence of other people. I wanted to be alone. I needed to be by myself. I wanted to appreciate the box itself, which is always beautiful. And then the way they pack and package everything will just do your heart some good. It is such a treat and such a good way to discover and try new products that you might not know about. In a seasonal subscription box from FabFitFun, you will get full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. I don't know if you know this about Melanie and me, but we love all those things. We love all those things. It is the biggest blast. You might find in your FabFitFun box, you might find skincare from Glam Glow, from Kate Somerville, from Dr. Brandt. You might find fashion items from Vince Camuto. This current fall box has a a vegan leather tote from Vince Camuto in it. You might find something from Free People or from Michael Stars. You might find beauty products from Tarte or from Chi or Beauty Blender. And this fall box, y'all, it really is epic. You don't want to miss out. They sell out fast. So you go to fabfitfun.com and use the promo code BIGBOO so you can save $10 off your first box. Boxes are normally $49.99. They always have a value of over $200. But if you use the promo code BIGBOO when you go to fabfitfun.com, you can get your first box for only $39.99. What a great way to treat yourself. Y'all are going to love it. Alrighty, back to episode 119. Well, you know, I actually, I was out of town. I, we had our first varsity home game this past weekend. And okay. I, I went ahead and went to Atlanta on Friday just because I was speaking early Saturday morning and I didn't want to have to get up like at four and leave. Mm-hmm. And so I went ahead and went to Atlanta late Friday afternoon. And I'm going to tell you, I have never, like, it was a varsity football game. Alex is not even playing. Yes. It was just... It was his and his friend's first time to be in the stands, like in the, in the student section at a varsity game. Mm-hmm. And I had the worst case of homesickness oh, yes. slash fear of missing out yep. slash like I, 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 I can't even explain it. Like I got home and made the boldest declarations. I was like, I'm not scheduling a thing for next fall until I've seen the whole football season, yes. whole football schedule. And I'm never missing a home game again. Yeah. I'm never missing a home game again. Yeah. Because it's it was that like I mean, I really it's a it's a wonder I did not sit in my hotel room with sunrise <laughs> sunset playing on my phone. Like I was like, well, I you know, and they and and Alex was with he and David went met some of our friends beforehand for supper and and so it was a group of adults and a group of kids and then they all went on to the game and then they had a thing um, a youth group thing after and it was the best night ever yes, you know it was the yes, most fun night absolutely. ever and I missed every yeah. bit of it yeah I know but see how see because you're a year behind me but see how mm-hmm. high school feels different like all of a sudden. It's uh-huh. like the countdown is on because that's how I am. Like, I'm like, I get it that that makes my schedule hard, but I'm like, I have to schedule around what is going on here. Like that I want to be home for all the stuff. 
Yeah. And when, like, we, I, we've always gone to the football games, but it was not as big a deal when it was not as big a part of Alex's yes, life. Exactly. But, but now, but now I'm like, well, you, we just got this little window. But I told David, I said, my mama would say that I'm just silly about all those yeah. children. Like, I'm just silly about it. And, <laughs> and maybe I am. I don't know. But like, I, I had, it was the sweetest church Saturday and I had the best time. But Friday night, I could have walked out in the middle of that parking lot and screamed, I just want to be home. I just want to be home. Somebody, I I just want to be home. I get it. I totally get it. I know. I know. It's, I know I've scheduled, I really, my fall schedule really ended up good. I've got one thing in November. That's the night that we play like one of our biggest rivals and it's a home game. And as soon Uh as I saw it, I was like, oh, but it's Mm -hmm. like, well, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. But you know, it's like, I'll hate to miss it. Like, and, and why? Because here's the deal. Caroline isn't going to come sit next to me in the stands. I no. mean, I'm not even going to see her. We're, I mean, that's it. I'll see her late after the game's over. She wouldn't anymore want me to, you know, acknowledge her existence at that game, but it's just being there. Right. I, like, mm-hmm. I like to be there. I like the whole thing. So, well, anyway. I will say when I got to my hotel, it was kind of, I mean, by the, you know, Atlanta's an, an hour ahead. And by the time I got to the hotel, it was seven ish. Mm-hmm. There was an outback right next door to the hotel. Yeah. This is this is for this is for anyone who thinks, gosh, that must be pretty pretty glamorous. fancy yeah. and glamorous. You know, speak somewhere. Let me let me just break this down for you. Uh-huh. I um I went to the hotel. There was an outback steakhouse next door. So I spent about an hour debating: do I even get supper or not? Like yeah. that was that mm-hmm. was while I check while I was checking the game on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally I was like, I need to go get, I need to go get some supper. And so I went across, I walked across the parking lot to the Outback. I got a salad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I walked back to the hotel. Again, I sat down at the desk in the hotel room, again, checking Twitter constantly to see what the score is. Yes. And um, as I, as I opened up my bag, I realized, oh, they have not given me any silverware oh, and, I, no. and I have a salad. But now at this point, I'm also in my pajamas, oh. which means I've, I've changed out of any sort of, of supportive undergarment yeah. that would enable me to walk down to a lobby. But this is not a hotel that has room service or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I sat there with my phone, checking the score with my salad. I thought, oh, forget it. So I just went and washed my hands and I just picked up like pieces <laughs> of chicken and a little bit of lettuce. Yeah. And just ate it sitting there in the hotel room. Yep. By myself. Never, never turned the television set on one time yep. in that hotel room. Like mm-hmm. I just checked the football score, mm-hmm. ate my salad with my fingers. Well, wow. And then, and then went to bed. So that I'm going to tell you if there, if there is a <laughs> portrait of the speaking life, I feel like that just summed it up. <laughs> For everybody who thinks that that is fun, I'm going to tell you that it looks a lot like being at a mid-range hotel chain, eating a salad with your hands and being terribly homesick. That, now, now listen, that the church where I was Saturday, they were so sweet and they did yes. my heart a world of good and all seriousness to be with mm-hmm. them was such a treat. And I absolutely, I'm so grateful that I got to go, but but to pretend like there are not moments yes. where you're like, Lord, yes, well, I am eating a salad with my hands. Yes, I'm just trying. And I am, and all I want is to be with my family at a football game. Oh, yes, but. I so get that. Listen, I have had so many nights where I've eaten well. Maybe after this bag of pretzels, maybe if I get a bag of Cheetos, that'll make me feel less empty inside. Well, that didn't work. So now I'm going to get these famous Amos chocolate chip cookies and see if maybe that helps. And then I'm going to drink a glass of this wine with a screw top that I bought at a gas station. I mean, it's like the worst <laughs> It's the worst combination of foods and different things. And here's the, but you summed it up because here's the thing. 
the places where you go, the women are so sweet and you love it so much and they're mm-hmm. so welcoming and they're so happy that you're there. And it makes you, it, it's like that whole thing you forget. You're like, well, I'm going to totally sign on to do that again. But if it weren't for the people, yeah. you'd be, and I will. yeah, absolutely. But if it weren't for the people, you'd uh-huh. be like, I'm not sure why I just agreed to this whole, like, why am I here? Exactly. What am I doing? Yeah. It's the people make up for it. But golly, there are moments where you're like, well, this is the worst. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to have to like physically mark out those dates on the calendar whenever I get next year's football schedule and not give myself the option because Mm -hmm. when I if I give myself the option the appeal of the women at a like at a church is strong yes Yes, absolutely yeah and and so but but you you forget like you just forget how you're going to feel if something's going on with your family back home and you're having to miss it I kept thinking about when I was in Atlanta, I kept thinking of, well, I was really in Conyers outside of Atlanta, but Mm -hmm. I kept thinking about, do you remember hearing Angela Thomas tell the story about how she inadvertently booked something for one of her children's prom? Like homecoming or prom or something. Yeah. Something was homecoming. And, and they, they like FaceTime, they put an iPad in the kitchen Mm -hmm. because they were, I mean, like that it's not my worst nightmare. There are far worse things that that could happen, but that would put me into bed. Mm -hmm. It put me into bed. No doubt. I feel like why it's, I've even gone through the spring schedule and looked because Caroline will be playing school soccer this year. And like I went on and I was like, UIL soccer championship date, UIL playoff dates. Now, listen, mm-hmm. do I know if her team will make it to the playoffs? I have no clue. But what if they do? You know what I mean? Like, it's like I hedged every bet. I'm like, track UIL. When is the, when are the district meets? When are the regional yeah. meets? I don't know that she'll make it to any of that stuff. But I thought, but if she does and I am somewhere, I will be devastated. So I was like, I can't do it. I can't commit to anything. I know. I thought, again, I thought, so am I going to go and like, can I please have the varsity lacrosse schedule that y'all have not made yet? Because, because same deal. Like I'm not, I don't know. It's so funny. It's like a switch flips. And Mm -hmm. because I didn't necessarily feel this way when I would miss stuff. Not that I missed a whole lot when Alex was in Mm -hmm. junior high, but, or in fifth or sixth grade, but like, I didn't, it was a different feeling, but this is like, for one thing, the clock's ticking like loudly, yes. Yes. you know, you only yes. have so many home games while they're in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the second part of that is, um, I mean, the kids are so fun. Like his friends yeah. are so fun and it's so much fun to watch them. And again, as yeah. mama would say, I'm just silly about it. And so yeah. I just, I just, I it was a good, it was a good heads up to me that, Hey, this is going to mean something to you over the course yeah. of the next four years. So yeah. I've looked though, I'm, I'm, I'm free and clear the rest of the fall. I don't have anything. Okay. I have some stuff on the weekends of home games, but nothing on the night of a home game, okay. no reason to travel that night of a home game. So I'm good, good for the rest of this season. That's, yes. Yeah. It's, I think it's a different deal. It's funny because I even told Perry yesterday, I, Caroline, I had picked her up from school and I knew I had to drop her off at this kind of museum that's by our house because she had to video and do a school project with some girls. And so I, so first she, when I picked her up, she was like, I'm so gross from soccer. We can, I, will you run me home so that I can change and, and change clothes and wipe my face off? And I was like, yeah. So we come home and then we go, back to the museum and I drop her off at the museum and then I get back home and she's like hey mom all the girls are here and we're all so thirsty will you bring us some bottled water and some snacks or whatever and uh-huh. so I was like yeah I will and so Perry was like are you really going to run them snacks up there I said in three years she's going to be gone and I said no, I'm not that's gonna. exactly right so that's yes, exactly right yes I am going to bring her water and snacks because in three years I'm going to wish that I could bring her water and snacks and she's going to be off at college and I'll never see her again and so yes I'm except gonna for the times when you camp outside her dorm room well, you'll exactly, see her then except for the fact that when I'll you set up a pallet yeah mm-hmm. when I live in mm-hmm. college station for that four years mm-hmm. other than that um but yeah I was like oh I was like yes of course I'm going to do this it's I've only got three years left I'm going to so I run back up there with the waters and the snacks and the whole thing and then I drive back home and I've been home about 15 minutes and she was like okay I'm done you can come get me <laughs> okay all right perfect <laughs> yep <laughs> I know. Oh, so anyway, that it's the best time. Mm-hmm. It's the best time. Mm-hmm. I know. It's everything is. I was telling. I went and got my hair colored today. Which hallelujah for that. 
Um, it was Tom. And so, mm-hmm. but I was telling my hairdresser while she was doing my hair, we were talking about, and she's got, she doesn't have kids. Well, this is a, this is a long, boring side note. It wasn't my normal hairdresser. It was her assistant because she's gone. So her assistant was the one that was doing my color. So that's, nobody needs to know that, but just to clarify. So, but she doesn't have Thank kids. you, Martha. Thank you. Well, and she doesn't Thank have you. kids. Her. She doesn't have children. She's precious, mm-hmm. but she doesn't it's have her assistant. Yeah. She doesn't normally do my hair. It's just really her assistant. Her assistant was doing my hair because she said she, my girl, my normal girl was not there. So, so that's anyway. it. She did a lovely job. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she did my hair, but she, we, I was telling her about having teenagers. And I said, everything is, because she was asking me questions. It was com- homecomings this weekend. And she's like, so are they going to whatever? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? And I was like, I don't know. I said, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know when they're going. I don't know what if they're, she's mm-hmm. like, are they going to go eat beforehand? I said, I don't know. I said, I, you would mm-hmm. be shocked at what I don't know. I said, you know when I'll know? Whenever Saturday she decides that she wants to tell me or that her friends have told her what they're doing. But until then, I don't know. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I said, that's my whole life right now. I don't know. And she said, and she is like in her early 20s. And she said, well, when she gets in her 20s and is living by herself, she'll appreciate it. She said, because I never used to understand. She said, my mom used to leave for work early before we left for school. And she said, and she would always call me and be like, hey, will you take some meat out of the freezer to defrost? And she said, and I never could understand why she was so mad at me because I'd forget to pull meat out to thaw during the day. And she said, and now that I look around, um, I get like, that's a big deal. Like that changes the whole trajectory of your dinner if you don't have it meat you when you get home, you know? like but that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff when you're 15 you're like well I don't know why she's making such a big deal about that meat what's the big deal listen you gotta have some systems in place mm-hmm. to keep all keep all those plates spinning that's right you gotta keep everything going mm-hmm. so um you have to yeah, yeah so anyway so that is what's going on around here but other than that I feel like we've been in the midst of a pretty I don't know it's just been kind of day in day out school routine kind of thing Okay, so I finished over the weekend, I think. I finished reading The Oxford Year, which you had told me about. Okay, and what did you think? I thought I loved it. Uh, Now, let's just just say, this is not an example of a covenant relationship, what we're going to talk about in this book. This is not a covenant relationship. These are not two people who meet because they both want to live life on mission for the Lord. That's not not the kind of book we're talking about, okay? No, it is not that kind of book. No, but I love like, I love the Oxford setting. I, it was easy. Uh-huh. It was such a fast read. It was so easy to read. I enjoyed that about it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I don't know, but I thought that, that was a, like, that would have been a great summertime sitting by the pool book to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is when I read it. I read it in the summer and it's just a good, it's not necessarily light, but it is light, you know, right, like right. it's not, it's not super heavy. Um. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I just finished reading. Remember, I was reading This Must Be the Place. Remember, I think I was Yes, because I love that title. I love that title. Yeah, This Must Be the Place. And it was, it was, Uh I I can't decide, Uh like, it's got characters that I've kept thinking about, but I kind of read it and thought, huh, I don't know what the point of that whole story was a little bit. I don't know. Like, that's funny because Gully and I trade books back and forth and I gave it to her and I said, here, you could read this one. And she goes, what'd you think? And I was like, I mean, I, I, it was fine. I said, I, I, it was well, I think it was well written. It just ended in a way that felt real abrupt. And I was kind of like, huh, okay. Like the characters were drawn out really well, but I felt like their resolution left me feeling like, I, I think this could have ended, I don't know, this could have been tied up better or differently or something. I don't know. You know, what you're saying reminds me, I was, I spoke to our football mamas a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and I told a story in there about how a one-star review for a writer is like, you're, it's like a magnet. Like you say, yes. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to uh-huh. read it. I'm not going to read it. And then in some, in some moment of weakness or sorrow yes. or pain, you're like, I'm going to go read the one-star reviews. And yes. how I, anyway, I have a one-star review on a little salty to cut the sweet. I think that's wow. the one from somebody named Carl the Kangaroo. Who, who, <laughs> well, so clearly <laughs> a serious literary critic. <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like he is, but uh-huh. Carl the kangaroo said essentially like that he felt like it was a bunch of random stories that weren't really relatable and didn't have a point or something like yeah. that. So I, I can, I can empathize with how the author of this book might feel, but 
uh, it's apparently it's not a, uh, uh, an unusual thing to feel that way about something that you read that it no, just... but I think but I think this one here's what I'll say about it it was well written like the characters were very well drawn and I feel like I've, I've and I will say this there was something to it because I've kept thinking about it so I'll say that I think okay. you know and maybe it's because and I will say this too is I think I read it a little distractedly so maybe if I had sat down you know sometimes if you read a book in one or two or three days like it, it, it sticks with you better or it all goes mm-hmm. together where if you pick it up and put it down and pick it up and put it down, you know, and I kind of did that with this one just because of life. So, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't not recommend it. That's what I'm okay. going to say. Um, okay. But I also thank Carl the kangaroo. You're reading a book that is a book of essays. So guess what? Well, Those stories weren't meant to all tie together necessarily. It's a book of essays. Well, I mean, you're going to have to take that out with Carl the kangaroo because he was not impressed. Well, I, I, I know that I have some one-star reviews out there, but I actually do. I know myself well enough that I know that I don't have the, the fortitude to go read any of those, or I will get in my bed and I will never come out. So I just don't read them. Oh, you really don't read them. I really don't. Like when Sparkly Green Earrings came out, like I read a couple and I was like, this destroys me. Like I, <laughs> I, I, it does. It does. I can't. It's that it, it's my Enneagram type nine. I'm a people pleaser. Okay. And it just, it hurt my feelings so bad. Where like, I couldn't, like I had friends that had to say, like they would go on and they'd be like, look, this same person gave Sharpie markers a bad review. You cannot take mm-hmm. this personally. If they hate Sharpie markers, they're just not, they're not happy with life. But I was like, it doesn't matter. I can't. So I just, I've never let myself, and every now and then I'll go on Amazon and I'll accidentally like even skim and I'll see the beginning of like, I did not care for this. And I'm like, abort, abort. Sure. And I click away. <laughs> I just, I can't. Yeah. I, you know, it was the thing I was most afraid of. I think one of the things I was most afraid of before I wrote the first book. Mm-hmm. And then it was in a way it became a little bit of a thing. This does not mean by the way that everybody needs to give, give my book one star reviews. I'm not that strong a person. <laughs> I'm just saying like, it was a little bit of that would be the most horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when it happened, you're like, Oh, this is really not the most horrible thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a lot of interest in them, but it was a good way to illustrate a point in the talk that I was making, like how we, like, because my inclination with Carl the Kangaroo, same deal, Enneagram 9, was to write him a letter. Yes, dear, to explain. Dear Carl the Kangaroo, yes. I'm, I'm deeply sorry that my book did not, like, that it was not relatable mm-hmm. and that you did not enjoy it and you did not find it funny, like, and which is ridiculous. That's a, some dumb way to live. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued by them for sure, um, but I don't take them to heart like I thought I would. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I guess that's the yeah. Upside. See, I and I don't. I don't mean to. I just don't. I just. I just don't do well with it. And I'm like, and here's the thing: there's no upside to me reading those because it's not like I'm going to be like, you know, Jones Mom three three four thinks that I'm a hack of a writer, and the only reason I ever got a book deal is because <laughs> I had a blog. And so, like, that isn't going to like that isn't right. like constructive criticism. That isn't like, you know, if she would just maybe have told a little bit more here or there, or I wanted to know more about this. So I'm like, it's not constructive for me. So I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. You're wise. Well, I don't know that it's wise. I'm a, I'm a, I, I have been given myself a pep talk that I need to quit being so afraid of, of, of people not being happy with me. Um, but I'm not necessarily doing a great Mm -hmm. job with it. (laughs) <laughs> well maybe you need to give yourself a pep talk about yeah, your pep maybe talks. so it needs maybe. to be a better pep talk mm-hmm. maybe it needs to be a better pep talk it i just i think talk. it's that thing of that i don't do well with feeling like i have it like i've been misunderstood you know what i mean or like oh oh, oh <laughs> again who were you talking to <laughs> i but i'm telling you that I, I Instagrammed about it and there's going to be a chapter in the new book about it. But like that whole thing with Elizabeth mm-hmm. in the Bible where people were trying to ask her what she named yes. her baby and that she should name her baby Zechariah. She was like, his name is mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. And then they went to her husband trying to get yes. him to overrule her. And he was like, his name is John. That, that, that like, that was one of those things that kind of made me sit up a little bit. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's I right, because there are going to be things. And I thought Beth tweeted something this week that it was about like that older, like it was about from first Kings, I think. And it was from the sermon at her church that weekend, but it was about like the, the, 
the prophet had tried to tell the younger one he was doing it wrong. And she was like, we've got to be so careful, like not Mm -hmm. to discourage our younger. And I was like, okay, that's right. Because there are going to be people that are going to tell you things that are not necessarily the right thing. But I just, the whole thing of being misunderstood or people not hearing my heart in it, or it being misinterpreted or whatever is like a thing of mine, Mm -hmm. which I think is why on social media, I tend to keep it real light because I'm like, if I can't sit and explain this to you, you know what I mean? If you can't really hear me in this, then I'm not Mm -hmm. interested in a, in a soundbite. Like I just, I don't know. It's, it, that's one of my things. I'm a people pleaser. I really, I'm trying to get over it, but I just am. Well, I think there is something though about social media. It is very hard, especially if it's a topic that, that has some sides to it, like Mm -hmm. where people tend to land in one place or another. It's very hard for people to hear your heart or to hear your intention. Because I thought today, I thought, you know, I like, I can't think of a time where where it's been more difficult for people to say, I changed my mind. Yes. And so, you know, and so, so there's a, there's a whole lot of defensiveness that goes before any kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so you're working against a lot on social media to try to explain yourself clearly and lovingly and well. Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. So there you have it. But I'm trying to be better about not being afraid to go against the grain sometimes. Respectfully. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while. Respectfully, every (laughs) once in a while. If that is okay. If that's okay with everybody. I will think about that if it's, as long as you're not offended. As long as you're not offended. I do it much, I'm, here's the difference. I'm much better about it with the people that I love in my real circle. Like there, I stand up for myself, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's the people who don't, I think it's when people don't know me well that I'm like, oh, I don't want them to misunderstand what I'm trying to say or what I meant or what happened or whatever. That's my that's my fear. Well, I've, I've told you, I feel like I've been living a little bit more. I've, I've been, I have, I've been hanging out more in that eight part of my personality over the last year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have thought from time to time, it makes me way feistier. Like, yeah. I, and, and sometimes that's good, but a lot of times that's not, that's not necessarily great. It's not necessarily a part of my personality that's enjoyable Yes, or, yeah. um, or helpful, but um, it it does take the edge off the people pleasing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But aren't you you're eight wing too? Aren't you? No. So it would be one, which is which is the type A perfectionist. Well, and you know, yeah, I do have a little bit of that in me. I mean, I know you do. People wouldn't know that, but when I get started, when it's something I care about, I can get a little a little obsessed with it. I would like to, I would like to go back to about 2006 and that, that game on Facebook where you typed the words, what was that called? Typing maniac. I was a typing maniac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I've ever seen anybody more competitive with anything than you were with typing maniac. I was. Like, I had the number one spot. I held the number one spot. I just want to say. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and as you've mentioned many times, you were a typing champion when that's you right. were in I high school. I was a UIL typist. I mean, I don't like to brag. <laughs> and I'm sure that's still a thing because it was clearly very, yeah. I will say one. You're, you're a one wing yeah. on the Enneagram. Yeah. So that's where we're different because I'm a, I'm a strong eight mm-hmm. wing, um, which again, it's not necessarily my best quality, but it, it will, it will flat out. It's been helpful, I think, in my 40s, and it's been helpful in my job in situations where sometimes I just have to to stand in a place knowing that people aren't going to like where I'm standing. Yes. So, well, in eights, I mean, the the thing is, is since I tell Perry and Caroline all the time, because they're both eights. So, I mean, they both come from that Mm -hmm. place of eight. And it's like I tell them, an unemotionally like an unhealthy eight is like Adolf Hitler, but a healthy eight is like Mm -hmm. a Ronald Reagan. So, it's like there's a good. You can do right. a lot of good as an eight. You just have to temper that sometimes because you don't want to end up being a dictator. Of a, you don't want to end up being a fascist <laughs> dictator. That's what I'm saying. Right. 
Well, what I'm telling you is I have never really dialed into that side of my personality until like the last mm-hmm. two years. Like I've just, I, I, I have, I've been such a people pleaser my whole life. And then, and I think writing books kind of changed that a little bit, but like, I feel like the last two years, that eight side where I have always said like, oh, I don't think I'm, I'm necessarily like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not unbending or unmoving on certain things. I'm not, you know, I, I'll lay back. I'm not super assertive, but, but I do have that yeah. side to me, much yeah, to my well, surprise. And I think if anything is going to bring it out, it's being in your mid to late forties. How about that? Now, mm-hmm. um, I'm not shopping as you know, this the, until the end of the year, I'm yes. taking a hiatus from yes. shopping because I cleaned up my closet and I have plenty of things. I don't need one thing. There's yes. one thing I need. Um, yes, yes. But anything? Am I shopping? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm kind of same. I don't really feel like there is anything Now, I will say, and I put them on fashion Friday the last two weeks. I bought these, their universal thread is the brand. I ordered them online. They're the Lene scrunch boot. Um, they, I'm going to honestly, they're the closest thing I've found to the Sam Edelman boot. Um, okay. the Sam Edelman camellia boot, um, $39.99. Now here's the deal. Do they do they feel like the Sam Edelman boot? I'm betting probably not. Sure. Like the suede is a little suspect, but do they look good? They do look good. Okay. And um and and they're a, they're a high heeled boot. And so the truth is, I'm not going to wear a high heeled boot in my day to day life. That's going to be like a speaking boot. That's going to be like a wear to church boot. It'll be a dress boot, so it won't get worn around. Um, so I feel like for thirty nine ninety nine, that's a good deal. And they but they're they're sizes are limited. They are going fast. So, um, but they have them in black and cognac and a taupe color. We can put the link in the notes, but that really has been the, the thing I've been most excited about because that felt like a score because I kind of had in my mind that I wanted those boots, but I also knew I wasn't going to wear them enough. I didn't want to pay $200 for them, you Mm know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that, and then, um, there was a sweater that I found on, Abercrombie and Fitch of all okay. places, uh, well, which well, I hey, never. Hey there, nineteen ninety eight. That's good. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, who knew? But you know how I found it. Uh, uh, Emily at Jones Design Company. She posted it on something, okay. and I, I always think I always like her style because she and I kind of dress similar in a lot of basics and solid colors and neutrals and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, um, it just looked like a really comfortable sweater in this past weekend. They had 50% plus like an extra 20% off online, um, which I'm looking right now, they do not appear to be having that same deal. So I was like, I'm ordering that sweater, but it's just like kind of an oversized, like cardigan, soft, like waffle weave sweater. And I thought, Oh, I'll wear that everywhere. Yeah. Um, so um, that's a good, because I'm like in Texas, that is a winter coat for a lot of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ordered that. But really, I mean, the truth is I have not found anything. And I don't really have, I'm saying like, if I'm going to go speak somewhere, I've got stuff to wear. I mean, I've got plenty of, and there's nothing I've seen that has just made me feel like, oh, I have to have that. I, well, yeah. I mean, I haven't really looked a whole lot, but but based on the fact that short tops are big right now, like yeah. shorter stuff is kind of, mm, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of call a timeout. Well, and I think too, it's that time of year where it's still so hot. Like, you know, even that sweater, part of me was like, I can't imagine even wanting to put this sweater on, but I thought, well, there'll come a time that I will want to, but right now it's so hot and it's in that weird season where, where we're officially in fall that it's hard to know what to put on every morning because it's still so hot outside. So you're like, well, do I wear sandals mm-hmm. or do I wear booties? Because booties feel kind of silly because it's 98 degrees outside. But then I don't know if I still wear sandals in October. So I don't know. I know. I wore I wore booties when I spoke this past weekend, but I wore sandals today. Yeah. Like I just, I, I'm just, I'm just going back and forth yeah. because, Oh, it's hot. It's all you can do. Yeah, it's all you Mm -hmm. can do. So anyway, so that is that those are really have been my only two purchases. But I can definitely tell that I'm in a season where I'm writing or where I'm kind of because everything that I am drawn to is like, well, that will be very comfortable to sit on my couch and wear, you know, like, that's the kind of stuff. Those sweatpants look really comfortable. That's what I'm looking for. Listen, my friend Casey, and I'll have to see if I can find, find it online found um we had we had a hawaiian theme for our game that i missed mm-hmm. friday night for the yeah. kids and so everybody was looking for hawaiian shirts last week 
And so she ran through a Walmart looking just to see if they had any kind of Hawaiian Mm -hmm. anything on a sale rack. And she found the cutest hooded kind of boxy sweatshirt, um, but with a shorter sleeve and um, like something that you would throw on with yoga pants. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can, I'll have to, I'm going to go back and look. Um, But I'll link to that because it's just a, a little short sleeve sweatshirty thing. It's like a little, she called it a transitional yes. hoodie, but I'm going to send you this picture right now. And you tell me if you know any <laughs> man alive who would wear this. Um, Harry, Harry loves a transitional hoodie. He always says, hey, if you're at the store and see a transitional hoodie, can you pick one up for me? Oh, I'm going to tell you, you know who'd wear that? Bill Belichick. That's the only person I know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's longer. So it's so cute. cute, I think. Yeah. Uh Oh, well, that is a really cute transit. I mean, that's a great transitional hoodie, but no, that is not any kind of a cut nor a sleeve that any man I know would wear. Right. But you're a good call on the Bill Belichick thing because he went to the Super Bowl. You're exactly right. Uh-huh. Maybe that's maybe yep. it's the Bill yep. Belichick collection. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe so. Maybe it's everybody who wants to imitate his sense of style, which I didn't know was a thing that people wanted to do. But maybe so. Maybe so. But anyway, I thought it was so interesting because she, when she talked about the colors that came in, because I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'll link to that too if anybody wants an inexpensive little transitional hoodie. Transitional hoodie, and mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Know? you? Mm-hmm want a transitional hoodie okay well everybody we hope you have um a great rest of the week and i guess we'll talk to y'all later we'll talk to you soon bye everybody bye everybody 